Hello, and welcome to DFS Deep Dive. My name is Brian Craighead, and we are part of the For Frequency Sake Network. Along with myself, Jordan will be our other host tonight. He pitched, in for me. he pitched in for me last week when I wasn't feeling so great, and I'm really thankful he did. He did an amazing job, and so I'm, I'm really excited to have him. Jordan, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, Brian, for yourself. Doing, doing much better this week than last. Uh, oh, I like to hear had it. a lot of medical issues with anemia and stuff here lately, so didn't feel great last week, but a lot better this week. So Good to hear, good to hear, good to have you here. Well, thank you. Like I said, you did amazing. So you, uh, for a first, I, I think, and you, you have to correct me if I'm wrong, was last week your first podcast anywhere, or I know no. it was with our network? Yeah, anywhere. Yeah, no, I, I was definitely nervous, if you couldn't tell. I definitely flushed in the face. But as we got rolling, I could talk football all day. So. You did You did, You did. did great. Like I said, I, I, I listened the whole hour, and I was like, wow, this man knows his football for sure. <laughs> I appreciate you. So we're, we're very glad to have you. So did you watch last night's game? Oh, of course. Of course. I had Eagles money line all the way. Hey, well, there you go. You, you definitely got that. Um, what kind of what kind of spread was on that? What kind of money? Um, well, I think I think the spread ended up being at like six, six and a half. But the money line, I mean, I think I put 50 bucks on the money line. I got got almost 20 dollars back. But I did have Devonta Smith anytime touchdown. So that one hit big for me. Oh, yeah, that hit great. Yeah, I, w- I wonder what kind of m- money line that. Uh, and I don't even know the proper terminology for that. But on a money line with a six and a half spread, I didn't figure you'd, you, you'd get, you got basically back uh, $2 for every five you bet. It sounds like. Yeah, basically I didn't like, so I just didn't like the, I didn't like the seven and then even the six and a half, I didn't like, and I'm glad I didn't touch it because they ended up only winning by six. So had I taken the, had I taken the spread, I would have lost it. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I'm glad, glad you had some winning and uh, yeah, the Javante Smith on, on another, on another, um, podcast i do we do a, what they call the chrome dome special named after me with my bald head and <laughs> i had i had three out of four i had, nice. I had the over and uh cup and uh, cousins passing total and also jordan addison over receiving total but uh the one i missed was devonta smith and uh his uh, his over he basically got that on two different plays so i was yeah that. yeah that, that he had that big long touchdown and that was like i said i we're watching the game and I'm kind of sitting there and then, yeah, he caught that bomb and I was like, there you go. That's a good night. Oh yeah. That was, that was amazing. Especially from that link. So like, like we were discussing prior to jumping on air, sounds like you and I have very similar thought processes in regards to the way we pick uh, the better teams to play in DFS. And uh, for, for me, I call that implied totals. And basically for, for our new listeners, um, Implied totals uses the Vegas over-under and, and the point spread. So as an example, if you have an over-under of 50 and a point spread of two, uh, then one team is going to be with an implied total, sitting in with an implied total of 26, and the other team would be have an implied total of 24 to, to get the combined 50 over-under. So um, you, you said something very similar last week. My terminology for it, is implied total for anybody out there new listening. And so that was the one thing I was doing today was going through several of the games and seeing, um, seeing what kind of implied totals we had access to. And uh, 
So before I really get into that, the first thing I want to remind people is we're playing the DFS main slate, which is our Sunday 1 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Eastern games. And that leaves out some pretty good games. This week, um, we have four games total that are not in the main slate. Last night, like we both know, we had the uh, Eagles playing the Vikings. Uh, The Eagles won, what, 34 to 28, I believe it was. Yep. And then um, Sunday night, we have the Dolphins going to New England. So that game won't be part of the main slate. And then we've also got a Monday night this week, and I think it's the only time this year. But nope, uh, we next, had next we week had, too. Yeah, exactly. We got a we got a doubleheader. I believe the um, I believe the first game to kick off is going to be the Saints at the Panthers, and an hour later we've got the Browns traveling to Pittsburgh. So just keep in mind that any of those any of those four games won't be part of the main slate. And uh, when I was looking at it, that that left off some pretty good wide receivers. I thought. Um, any thoughts in, in regards to the four games that aren't part of the main slate as to certain players you'd like to have available to you? Yeah, always want Tyreek Hill, especially after he took that. I mean, he was the millionaire maker winner right there. He uh, Between him, Tua, and then bring it back with Eckler. Um, there's really, I mean, you look at some of those wide receivers that are there, and yeah, you know, it sucks to miss them, but like this week, I think there's a lot of value at wide receiver. That was my big thing, too, when I was going over the slate. There's a lot of lower priced wide receivers out there your your traditional top players in regards to higher salaries aren't there uh with with Tyreek being out Justin Jefferson Devontae Smith and and AJ Brown all all those guys are out so they're not going to be part of the main slate but I felt like the other positions weren't hit nearly as hard as wide receiver but like you said there's um there's a lot of value receivers there like a Brandon Ayuk, for, as an example, that we'll get into in a little bit, probably is sitting at like fifty eight hundred as an example. So yeah, so I, I definitely think that there's value there. So on the main slate this week, there will be eleven games, a total of twenty two teams, and one interesting thing I thought um, there's ten teams that actually have an implied total of twenty or less, while only eight teams had. 24 or more and so there's gonna be some teams that i think both of us may focus on since we have similar mentalities but in the um in regards to teams that do have 24 or more the bills implied total is 28 they're hosting the raiders you've got one game that actually has both teams that have 24 more it's the chiefs at 27 and the jaguars at 24 then you got the Lions at 26, and they're hosting the Seahawks. Seahawks have a decent implied total at 21. You got the 49ers hosting the Rams, and the 49ers have an implied total of 26 also. You got the Bengals sitting at 25 with the Ravens against them at 22. And then you've also got the Chargers at 24 playing the Titans, who have an implied total of 21. And last but not least, you've got the Cowboys at 24. And the Jets, after losing Aaron Rodgers, sitting at only 15. So, oh, that Cowboys defense about to wreck, wreck yeah, them. Exactly. Def- defense was awesome. And last week had a buddy that was uh, in our league of record. He was down to a point where he shouldn't be able to win his fantasy week. And, he, and the defense scored over 50 points for him. So it was just an amazing week for that. But 
at this point in time, I'm going to kick it over to you. And um, if you, uh, you can either give a full lineup or just kind of re- break down, start breaking down the quarterback position, whichever you'd like to do. Um, yeah, I can run through my lineup real quick. So as of right now, and this is just, I wanted to fit some studs in there. Um, if you look at my lineup, there's a, I've, I've got a nice ping pong with the highest implied total game, and that's the Chiefs and uh, going to Jacksonville. Normally, I like to take home quarterbacks that are favored. Um, but I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to have to throw a ton to keep up with Kansas City. Just got confirmation that Travis Kelsey will be making his debut Sunday. So um, my lineup to start, Trevor Lawrence, um, I stacked him with Zay Jones and Calvin Ridley, and I brought it back with Travis Kelsey. Uh, running backs, now don't I don't want any hate for this one, but uh, Zach Moss, and hear me out. Zach Moss, is he's practicing. It sounds like he's a full go. Um, the only person he's got a comp- or competition with for running or for uh, touches is Deion Jackson. And Deion Jackson was not very good last week. Houston, you can run I against. He, I think he was 13 carries for 14 yards or something like that. Yeah, Evan Hole was definitely the more explosive back, and Evan Hole's on the IR. So Jake Funk's the reserve. Um, I, I think Zach Moss could be in line for a pretty big day. Um, then round out the rest of the lineup of Kenny Walker um, and part of that Detroit game, uh, Zay Flowers, Joshua Kelly, and then uh, I paid all the way down for Cardinals defense. And if you don't mind, Jordan, um, do you have the prices written down for, for each player there and maybe just run over those for us? Yep. So Trevor Lawrence has got uh, 6700 Zach Moss is cheap at 4700 Kenny Walker at 5800 Zay Flowers at five grand. Zay Jones at 4,700, Calvin Ridley, 7,200, Travis Kelty, 7,600, Joshua Kelly at 5,000, and uh, Cardinals defense at 2,600. Now, asterisk on Joshua Kelly. If Austin Eckler plays, I will be off Joshua Kelly. But as of right now, I mean, even with Eckler in there, he had, what, 16 carries for 91 yards. So if Eckler's not in there, I think his, his workload just goes through the roof. I think he gets passing game work and all that. As of late af- late this afternoon, um, Eckler's listed as doubtful. So that's uh, that's another thing I kind of wanted to throw out there. It's a great great point in time to do it. Is some potential is some injuries that we're dealing with. Eckler's the most serious out of everything, but uh, also you've got Christian Watson and Aaron Jones that are both questionable. They um both are having hamstring issues, and they missed practice all three all three days this week. So. They're kind of sitting out there. I don't know. I mean, they're in regards to Jones, he's been with the team, I think, this is the seventh year. So it was said he, he wouldn't have to practice to play. But Watson missed last week, so I'm anticipating him being out again. Yep, and that just goes to show that, like I said, there here comes the value at wide receiver. Well, exactly. So Romeo Dobbs right there had a, had a big week last week. So look for some possible potential for him. And also their uh, their tight end, um, their rookie tight end last last week had a decent game. Yeah, he would have he would have blown up had he not tripped and fallen on that wide open catch. He What's just, his first he, name? I know his last name is Musgrave. I believe it's Luke. Luke Musgrave. That's exactly right. I couldn't couldn't. It was kind of going out of my mind. But uh, another injury we're dealing with is Greg Dulcich, the Denver tight end. He's out. Yep. Um, Troutman. Troutman for Denver might be a decent buy-low candidate here. And then uh, 
Jacoby Myers has also been ruled out with a concussion. So those are some names to think about. A couple of other questionable names out there that might or may or may not play. You might not want part of the Jets offense anyway right now, but Breeze Hall is questionable. And then DeAndre Hopkins is the most confusing to me. He's missed all three days of practice, but still considered questionable. So we'll see. I'm not sure. And then, like you said, a couple of names that are returning this week. You've already mentioned Zach Zach Moss and Travis Kelsey. Get those guys back in your lineup. Um, Mark Andrews is another guy that's coming back this week. And um, those are kind of the kind of the main names that are coming back. Oh, don't forget Jerry Judy for Denver's coming back. And um, those are the main names I have written, written down here in terms of the injury report. So that's uh, that's something our players always have, have to keep in mind. Um, observe the injury reports and always check those inactives on Sunday morning before setting your final lineups. We give you the lineup on Friday night, but things can change over Saturday and early Sunday morning too. So, but yeah, I really like like the way you bought, had a couple of buy low players there for sure. Oh yeah. Yep. Our lineups are somewhat similar. <laughs> I, uh, I have some of the same players and some of the same thoughts, but um. So my lineup, I'll go ahead and give that out. Then we're going to give a list of pivot players and all, all that good stuff here. We'll run down each position, but I thought we could start out with our lineups. So my lineup starts with Jared Goff versus Seattle. Kind of talked about that previously. We, we both like that Seattle Seattle game Yep. with Detroit. Um, he's sitting at 6,200, and his team has an implied total of 26. Next, I, I went with Tony Pollard. The Jets played real strong defense last week, but I still like him against against, uh, against the Jets. He's sitting at 7500 so he's basically my highest-priced player. You and I agreed totally on Kenneth Walker. He only had 12 carries last week, but Zach Charbonnet only had three. So the game kind of got out of control in regards to using the rushing attack. I got a funny feeling Pete Carroll's going to try to run a little bit more this week. Yeah, he's going to have to keep uh, Jared Goff in the high-powered offense off the field. Yeah, so I, li- I like the uh, comeback player right there with Kenneth Walker. He's sitting at 5,800. To go to combo with uh, Jared Goff, I went with Amon Ross St. Brown. And I said Pollard was, was my highest player. Actually, St. Brown is at 7,800. Okay. Then I went with T. Higgins playing against Baltimore. He was sitting at 6,400. His team, as well as himself, laid a complete goose egg. And he actually laid a literally goose egg. Zero catches, even though he had, I think it was upwards of seven or eight targets. So I don't expect a repeat performance. And the nice thing about that is his price dropped to a lower value than it's typically going to be the rest of the year, I think. So I kind of like, kind of enjoy that. Um, my biggest player that I'm kind of liking at a lower price value is Nico Collins at 4,800. He um, had six catches for 80 yards. They're playing the Colts this week. And he, like I said, he's at 4,800. So that kind of buys me some value. And then 
there's several rookie tight ends. We just talked about Luke Musgrave, but my t- my uh, tight end is Dalton Kincaid at 3,300 playing the Raiders at home. And then we both also like Zay Flowers from last week. He had an outstanding performance, and I hope we're not chasing points. I, I don't think we are, but he's the comeback player for T. Higgins. So I do that in a couple of spots. I like I like kind of the comeback players, and um, that's kind of the way I, I run that. And he's sitting at 5,000, like you said. Yep. And then last but not least, I went with the Bucks defense against what last week anyway was a very pitiful Chicago offense and they're playing at home and you can get you can get them for the low price of 3300 so those are though that's my lineup like i said you you and i uh, have ser- have several spots where we're very similar and i really really like that um jacksonville stack i'm i'm big on that game the uh, one thing about kansas city for sure that i think and we ba- both know you have to be create space to get only the two players you'd want to have either Mahomes or Kelsey, basically you don't, I can't see yourself wanting anybody else except for the possibility of Rashi Rice at 3,800. But other than that, it's really hard to find a Chiefs player you'd like. So you almost have to pay down elsewhere to get it. So. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. That was my biggest reason on not playing Mahomes. I mean, it. So $8,300, do you figure if you're going to keep on pace for a tournament, you're talking 4X his salary. So you're talking anywhere from 32 to 35 points. And, I mean, Jacksonville's defense not that great. I mean, they showed that with Anthony Richardson was running all over him. He had a really decent day, and it was a really close game up until the tail end. But um, I just – you have to stack Pat Mahomes with Travis Kelsey and right there. I mean, you're talking $16,000 of your $55,000 salary, and it just doesn't – you, you can't bring anybody back. I mean, you, you can, but you're having to pay down. And then, like you said, unless you're really willing to take some punts on some other plays and really pay down on, like, defense, and, you know, you're going to have to pay down for two wide receivers. I mean, the, I think the value is there. So, you know, this could be a week where if Pat Mahomes isn't somebody that a lot of people are playing because they can't fit the salary. It could be a way to get different. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I know last week you had access to like the ownership percentage. Can you see the ownership on Mahomes and Kelsey? Yeah, give me. Let me jump on this other. I got so many tabs open on all my stuff. Ah, there he is. You were asking about who? Mahomes. So Mahomes right now. So right now, from what I'm showing across the across a lot of websites, he's 8% owned. So he is the second highest owned quarterback on the slate behind Trevor Lawrence. Um, so your play with Jared Goff, I mean, and honestly, if you look at ownerships, the one, two, three, four, five, six, the top seven quarterbacks are all owned anywhere from 9 to 7%. So it's really spread out. Um, honestly, it's really spread out everywhere. If you look at the biggest, the biggest jump in percentage is at your tight end. Travis Kelsey's almost 12% owned. And then the next highest is Zach Ertz at uh, a 9% over ownership. And then Luke Musgrave after that at eight. Yeah, that's, uh, you can, you, you can certainly, like you said, it'd be hard to create the space, but you, you can make an argument for Mahomes. It'd just be tough. It always is. It's, uh, 
week in and week out, he's the top two, top three price quarterback. Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean that's just that's just how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Um so once again, that's kind of my lineup. I, I if you'd like to, I think we should go over some court quarterback options. Um that's one thing about our lineups that uh they may be somewhat different than and we like to give alternative options. So we we've got a whole bunch of quarterbacks we can go over and we'll just break down each individual position and go from there if that's okay. Yeah, it's absolutely absolutely perfect. I'll let you uh I'll let you kick us off, and if there's any names you don't mention, I'll just uh, I'll just in- inject a couple or make comments as we go. So, so we kind of already went over Pat Mahomes. Um, now, Josh Allen is somebody that I like to an extent. He is a home favorite quarterback, um, and usually you want that spread to be a little bit closer to be taking your quarterback. But I tell you what, Josh Allen, he styles. So when they get ahead, they keep the foot on the gas pedal. And I think they could come out and try to make a statement this week. Um, but at the same time, like if you're going to pay 7,900 for Allen, why not five, you know, find the 400 extra dollars and go up to Mahomes and the highest implied total on the slate. Um, so he's somebody that, yeah, it's a toss up for me. Um, I think Justin Fields is too high priced. Um, Lamar Jackson Usually for him to pay off his salary, he's got to have a, a back and forth game. So if uh, if Cincinnati can figure it out at home, Lamar Jackson could be another good play. Um, or even Joe Burrow, you could go back and forth in that game. Um, Jared Goff was really, you know, he was he was my other guy. Like I had a hard time between him and uh, him and Trevor Lawrence, just because if everybody remembers the game from last year between Detroit. And uh, the Lions, it went off for like over 80 points. It was, uh, I think the, I think the millionaire winner in that one. I think Geno Smith won you the tournament, but it was like a Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, um, Tyler Lockett stack with the bring back of uh, Amon Ron, like Josh Reynolds, or so, it was something wild to where if you didn't have all the players from that game, you weren't even close. Well, um, but yeah, I mean Jared Goff. Um, Geno Smith, I mean, on the other end of that game, yeah, he was a poor showing last week against the Rams, but uh, I think he could be somebody who uh, who could have a good – he could have a good game. I mean, he's the back and forth, it just depends on which side of that line you want to be. Um, and then uh, I think my low pay down guy was um, – I really liked uh, Baker Mayfield at 5,100 against the Bears. I mean, the Bears defense just made Jordan Love look like uh, Aaron Rodgers never left. So, granted, a lot of that was Aaron Jones, but I mean, if Baker Mayfield's dumping it off to uh, Rashad White, or I mean, even Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, I, li- I like Baker Mayfield to be stacked with those guys. Yeah, I don't blame you there. Actually, Tampa Bay looked much better than I thought they would uh, before last week's game. I, I kind of had written Mike Evans off, and then he bounces back and scores the touchdown. So, yeah, he had a really, really good second half. Yeah, so I'm kind of with kind of with you in regards to my thoughts. Um, Josh Allen, I think, I, I mean, he, he's the same boat as like Mahomes and Kelsey. If you're going to go for Josh Allen, you also want to go for Diggs. But 
once again, you're you're on that upper upper tier pricing where you really have to pay down elsewhere. Well, wrote, that's where you're Dalton Kincaid, Dalton Kincaid, and a and a and a Josh Allen stack. I think that could be really good too. Yeah, that's got value there for sure. So if you want to do something like that, you could you could use Josh Allen. I marked off. I wrote down Lamar Jackson at first, and then as I went back over my list, I decided I didn't want to go that route. I do I do like Herbert playing at Tennessee. Um, he's sitting pretty decent price at seven at uh, what seven thousand for Herbert. So I I liked him. I I didn't mind Burrow, kind of like you didn't mind didn't mind him. He's at sixty nine hundred. And, and I was like you. It came down to Trevor Lawrence and, and golf for me as well. Those are the guys I had circled with my third guy being Herbert, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at Joshua Bryan here, he goes, Bengals will have a good game. Look at the first game of every season, every year for Joe. He sucks. So you could, I mean, and that's very true. It always seems like, you you know, the, the, the Bengals have super high hopes and they come out. I mean, like what, last week? Yeah, last week, or not last week, uh, last year, they come out, get blown out, and then uh, went and played my Cowboys. And uh, Cowboys didn't have Dak Prescott, and couldn't believe we won that game. But uh, yeah, you're not wrong, Josh. You're not wrong. <laughs> it's uh, so yeah. My my pay down guy. You went with Baker. My pay down guy is actually. I don't mind Jordan Love at at Atlanta. Um, He's rel- relatively paid down at fifty five hundred. So, I, I I don't know. He looked he looked good last week, but we'll see if he can keep that up. But um, so that's kind of the kind of my bargain basement. Like and like you said, Geno Smith is a good possibility as well, and he's he's at fifty nine hundred. So those are the quarterbacks I'm kind of looking at. Um, any more thoughts on quarterbacks? Um, no, honestly, I think that's everything I've got. I think we covered covered it pretty good. I uh, there's a, needless to say, there's lots of options out there, and I don't really feel like you have to pay up for the the very top tier. I, I mean, you can, but that's just not my typical way. Been been our first fit together. I, my typical way is not necessarily to pay for the top end because it, uh, mm-hmm. it's just so hard to work it in. Exactly. Very rarely does it ever pay off, and like most of the time, those those quarterbacks at our top end and high end, those are the guys that their stacks are just it's so hard to stack them with somebody you know if you're trying to get two top tier guys especially in good matchups um but yeah like i like i like the i like the middling approach i like you know i like to have a mid-tier quarterback i like to pay down at running back and then you know wide receivers are especially if you're playing tournaments depending on how big of a tournament you're playing if you're playing the millie maker like you want those wide receivers that are boom or bust you know you want the guys who are going to come out and can get you 40 points um, you know, where I like to, I also like, I, I don't like really like to play the millionaire, the millionaire contest just cause it's, you know, you have to be, you know, 900,000 people. So I focus on those ones where, you know, you only have to beat 500 people. So you don't have to be perfect to where you can take three running backs instead of four wide receivers because you're going for the floor. Like, um, I mean, what, 230 points won the millionaire last week. Um, there was a contest that I was in in a, a three max where, uh, like one, what was it? One. Have to let me look. I don't think it was a, a super high score that took that one down. If it lets me show my recent contest here, um, nope, it's not going to let me show it because I'm too far away. I play too many DraftKings lineups. If you haven't noticed, 
Um, but yeah, no, uh, last week, I think it was, I was under 200 that took down the three max that I was in. And I mean, so, I mean, it just goes to show that those big tournaments, like with all those people entering 150 lineups, it's, it's tough to beat out 900,000 people. You have to be spot on. Does it happen? Absolutely. You know, I, there has been a couple times last year where, you know, a single bullet took it down. So. And that's the other thing that our listeners should understand. Jordan is a more of a tournament guy and I'm more of a cat. I'm more of a cash game kind of guy. Uh, so our approach will, is going to be very similar, but it, it might, it'll maybe somewhat different too, which makes even more interesting for the show is that he, he can give you more of a, more of a tournament style and I'll give you more of a cat, a cash game type. So that'll be good too. We can bounce off, bounce ideals off of each other. So, Oh yeah, for sure. But, uh, if we don't have anything else at quarterback, why don't you give us some thoughts on running back position before we hit running back? So something that I didn't do last week, let's, uh, let's go to commercial. Let's pay some bills real quick. So, uh, thanks for joining us on, uh, DFS deep dive at, uh, uh, that's frequency or for frequency sake network. And uh, here's a little video from Durham remodeling serving the quad cities area since 1973. And with over 50 years of excellence on their track record, you'll see why it's so easy to trust their experts when it comes to all of your home improvement projects. This family owned business has you covered on all your needs, protect your home or building from the elements today and get great roof repair services. Need new windows? No problem. Durham Remodeling can upgrade your windows and doors. Whether you want to upgrade the little details in your home or office, or want to tear a room down and start fresh, the expert contractors at Durham Remodeling have your back. Even the smallest changes can completely transform your space. Ready to start entertaining your friends for backyard barbecues? Durham Remodeling will help you plan, design, and build your deck and patio for the perfect outdoor space. Durham Remodeling's work is 100% guaranteed, so you can rest assured that you're getting the best service around. Call 309-786-6715 today for your free estimate for all your roofing, siding, flooring, windows, and painting needs. That's Durham Remodeling, 309-786-6715. All right, appreciate you. Let me take that pause. (laughs) We appreciate our all of our sponsors. I know I'm. I did the Sunday Sunday main show this past Sunday, and it, it was amazing how much uh, Doug and DJ and everybody else has reached out to the community. So, thanks again for all your all support. Yeah, no, like I said, I kind of forgot last week. I like I said, I was kind of nervous running it on my own, and I got to the hour, and I'm like, oh crap, I didn't run these commercials. So uh, we'll pay it's, the bills this time. Uh, even even though I'm, this is my third year with with dj it's still mind-boggling i am uh, i don't know i was nervous today to be honest with you so yeah all right so let's let's talk running back let's talk shop here um so yeah we were both kind of uh kind of pay i mean you had pollard who uh what was he 70 7500 75 yeah yeah so you had pollard i was really kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum i paid way down for all my running backs that was just kind of where i saved space because i wanted kelsey um Going through my going through my running backs, um, so Austin Eckler is doubtful. Obviously, um, we talked about that at the beginning of the show. Um, Christian McCaffrey. Now, Christian McCaffrey last week blew up. Um, 
and he had a fantastic game. And I, you know, I didn't think he was going to have that big of a game, especially with a healthy Elijah Mitchell in there. Um, but let's just think about this for a second. 22 carries, 152 yards, one touchdown, three receptions for 17 yards. And he scored 28.9 points at $8,700 in salary. That's still not even four. That's not four X. That's just barely getting. I mean, you're, yeah, you're, you're getting at three X value right there. So yeah. Is that a great score? Yeah, that's fantastic. But is he keeping you pace in a big tournament? Nope. He's a cash game play. That's exactly like you said. You want those players with that high floor who are going to guarantee you points. If you're playing a tournament and you're trying to take it down, Christian McCaffrey, just fantastic score, but you have to eat it everywhere else. And you just, you, you know, if you get Christian McCaffrey, you're not getting Tyreek Hill and Tua and Austin Eckler. It's just not going to happen. And you needed Tua, Eckler, and Hill to win that tournament last year or last week. Um, so next part, this one, but so one person that I put on the list that going up against the Arizona Cardinals is Saquon Barkley, $8,000, still high priced, but even last week in a, in a complete and total blowout between him and Darren Waller, the Giants don't have anybody else. I mean, they really don't. I mean, Danny Dimes didn't pass a, he didn't pass to a wide receiver until, I want to say it was in the second quarter or after halftime. Um, I think Isaiah Hodgins had the first catch, and it was like he hadn't even targeted a wide receiver at that point. Um, so they want Saquon Barkley to have the ball in his hands, and I think that he could have a huge game this week um, going up against the Arizona Cardinals defense. Um, I skipped over Bijan Robinson. Uh, biggest thing is he's still splitting carries with uh, with Tyler Algier, and you can get Tyler Algier for, for $2,000 less. Um, and if they're going to give Algier the uh, the goal line touches, I think that's huge. Um, Tony Pollard, like you said, Tony Pollard, I'm a huge Cowboys fan. I just, the Jets defense, I think is going to kind of not necessarily bottle them up, but, you know, they've got a good defense all around. Um, we saw that from, you know, they kind of took Josh Allen out of the equation. James Cook really didn't have a huge game. Pollard's a better runner than James Cook, but I just kind of stayed away from that. I do like Derrick Henry going up against the Chargers. Um, he's um, He made my list in my article. Um, you know, As much as Miami did their damage through the air, the Titans are going to want to slow it down. They don't have a Tua. They've got Ryan Tannehill. And they might be without DeAndre Hopkins, like we mentioned earlier. So why not give it to your big bruising back and have them bowl through the Chargers line? And the other thing behind that is they got away from Henry in the second half last week. He only had five carries. So... You got a, got a funny feeling they may try to right or wrong from last week for sure. Yeah, and that's, I mean, you see it with typically with that. You know, when they get away from, hey, they win. There was a stat. It was like when Henry rushes for over 100 yards, Titans win games. So when he doesn't rush for 100 yards, they typically don't win. And guess how many yards Derrick Henry had last week? 63. 63 yards on 15 touches. He just. And another thing I want to throw out there, we talked about ways that we – decide our best plays and stuff um one of mine was the implied total another thing i usually look at is how many how many points fantasy points does a defense give up to each individual position be it quarterback running back wide receiver or tight end the only thing that's skewing the numbers right now and it's hard to focus on because 
really the two options are to go from last year's stats, which is your best option, or go go for a watered down one game thing. So really, to me, that that focus or that factor that I like to use really isn't that effective until about week four. I think it's a great tool to use to look at your opposing defenses, but it's just really hard to say after one game. And the Jets, like you said, have a really good defense, but the Bills' running game is not that good. And Pollard can be involved in, in the uh, receiving aspect of it too. So we'll see. I I kind of debated between Saquon and, and Pollard and went with a slightly cheaper route. Yep, yep. Um, so then scrolling down, we had uh, – where was I at here? Josh Jacobs. Um, Bills – or the Jets rushed for over 150 yards against the Bills. Granted, 83 of that was on, you know, the one big run by Brees Hall. But Josh Jacobs is a good runner. He broke the slate a lot last year. Um, I think if you're trying to get to a, a Josh Allen stack, I think bring it back with Josh Jacobs. You know, you could get cheaper by having Dalton Kincaid. So, um, I mean, it's definitely possible to do. Um, if you were going to go with Pat Mahomes, you could bring it back with Travis Etienne. You know, maybe think that, hey, you know what, the Jags are going to run the ball a little bit, try to take the ball out of Mahomes' hands. That way, you know, if I'm playing ETN, that's what I'm kind of playing for. Um, Aaron Jones, we're still looking at his. He missed another practice on Friday. So be on the lookout for A.J. Dillon at uh, 5,900. He could be in line for some huge carries. Joe, I, see, I played Joe Mixon last week, and every time I play the guy, he burns me. Um, yep. So it'll be this week that he goes off for four touchdowns when I don't put him in my player pool. Um, so I had Travis Etienne, Jameer scrolling down like Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, still the clear cut number one. Jameer Gibbs is absolutely more explosive. Um, but I think that Detroit, like if you were going to play Geno Smith, I'm, I'm coming back with, with David Montgomery. Um, he's $500 cheaper than Jameer Gibbs. He's going to get the goal line carries. He's going to get the touches when it comes to rushing. Is he going to catch any passes? Absolutely not. Jameer Gibbs is the pass catcher, but the touchdowns, the, you know, the guaranteed touches I think are there, um, at least for now. I think Gibbs will, you know, usurp him as the year goes on and as he kind of figures it out. But right now, why not ride the guy that you're paying to be your number one? Yeah. And I um, think the pricing here is just wrong. I mean, for now, I don't see, I don't see Montgomery should be $500, $500 cheaper than Gibbs by any means. No, not if, at all. Gibbs should be a cup couple of hundred dollars less than Montgomery. It's all, you know, he has, he isn't involved enough yet in the passing game to offset his rushing total yet. So we'll see. Exactly. Um, next guy on my list, uh, James Conner, $6,200, um, 19 touches in his first game. That's combined. He had five catches and he had 14 rushes, um, against the giants. I mean, Pollard just had a pretty decent game against them. I mean, the defense did a lot of work, but I could see them riding James Conner a little bit, um, or well, we can get into tight end a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I definitely like Zach Ertz from that game too. Uh, I'm not a big fan of James Cook. If Dalvin Cook is, uh, or if uh, Brees Hall is out, I, I don't. I still don't like Dalvin Cook against Cowboys defense. Um, so we got down to AJ Dillon at 5900. If Aaron Jones is out, Brees Hall's in, or you know, watching the Brees Hall injury. I talked about David Montgomery. Kenneth Walker was in my lineup. Um, the next guy I have down is uh, Tyler Algier. 
talk about a talk about a week one game. Fifteen rushes, seventy five yards, two touchdowns, and he's still getting receiving work. I understand that Bijan Robinson is there, but at least for the time being, why wouldn't you pay down twenty? You save twenty four hundred dollars if you're interested in Algier, especially if you were like, hey, I'm going to play a Jordan Love Romeo Dobbs stack, bring it back with Algier. I mean. Yeah, I totally um, agree. One thing about it, for any of those that uh, thought Algier was out of out of the game plan, think again. <laughs> um, Rashad White was my uh, he was kind of my my not my necessarily cheapest, but the kind of the cheapest without you know having a little asterisk by him. Um, didn't do a whole lot last week against the Vikings. They kind of had to keep throwing, but he did get he had he had almost twenty touches, seventeen rushes, two receptions. Um, and we just saw what Aaron Jones did to this Bears defense. So I played him last week. His price didn't change. I'm probably gonna have him in some pools just standalone. Like I'm not gonna stack him up with anybody. I'm probably not gonna bring him back with anybody, but he could have a big game. Then after that, I kind of got to value plays. Or like a dart throw, and that was my my Joshua Kelly. But it sounds like he's going to be more of a value play than anything with uh, Austin Eckler being doubtful. Um, trying to figure out the Ravens running back situation. Um, Gus Edwards got the bulk of the carries after J.K. Dobbins went down, but Justice Hill got the touchdowns. So I, I kind of want to stay away from that. I think that Lamar Jackson's still the best rusher on that team. So. If I'm going to capture anything, I'm going to capture, you know, the Lamar Jackson rushing. And then uh, let me interrupt for just a minute. The yeah. worst about that Ravens is that Gus Edwards is not a pass catcher. So he almost has to score a touchdown to give you give you the value you want. And I still think he's clearly going to be the RB1. So I, I think, you know, Justice Hill's in his fourth year. So, I, yeah, he had two touchdowns last week. But his his yardage, his yards that he got over the carries was not good. So I'd stay away from that as well. But I, you know, if you had to pick one, I'd go Edwards. But it, I, I'd rather do that in a standard league rather than DFS. So. Yep, Josh was saying Justice Hill, which yeah, I mean, like you just said with the rushing upside and all that other stuff. I mean, I think he's a good uh, if you if you needed the salary. And then uh, the last two I had was Deion Jackson and Zach Moss. Um, and that was, you know, with the Evan Hole news, you know, Jake Funk isn't anybody to be worried about. And now that we know that Zach Moss was a full participant is probably going to play. I think he gets the bulk of the rushes. So if you really need to save salary, I think he's going to be the, he's going to be one of those plays. Um, the Texans play really well against the quarterback, um, but they can be ran on. So I could see, you know, some screen plays, something like that. I could really see, you know, Anthony Richardson, uh, really making to have them think with the run pass option too. Yeah, I mean, Zach Moss had a couple of good games towards the end of last year, so I'm, I, I like that pick a lot. I think that's a good good play, person to insert in your lineups. Well, that was your last names, right? Yes, correct. Okay, so our our names are pretty similar. I did like Damian Pierce, though. He's sitting at fifty six hundred. I think that's uh, um, I think that's somebody that. His price tag's lower than it should be, so we'll we'll see. He didn't. I think he's somebody we could possibly play. I I don't mind Khalil Herbert sitting at fifty four hundred. The big name, like you said, 
could be Joshua, Joshua Kelly. I, I consider him to be an RB2 top 24 type running back this week. And then uh, the other guy I don't mind too bad in, in that Jacksonville game that could be interesting is Tank Bigsby at uh, 4700 If you really need to save the money, he may be the best value play on the board for, you know, if you really had to. What What is Justice Hill sitting at? He's at 4,700. Yeah, I would rather have Tanks. Big, well, I'm Tank sorry. Big. Yeah, he's at 4,900. I apologize. Wouldn't you rather go down a couple hundred dollars and go to Tank Big over Justice Hill? Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, honestly, I don't think I'm going to, I put him down there as value plays. I don't think I'm going to go that that low on either of those guys. Um, you know, I just think, I think ETN, I mean, yeah, I think for the, for the price, I mean, if, if they give it to him at the goal line, you know, if they're trying to, if they're trying to bruise through and, you know, keep the ball out of Mahomes' hand and, you know, they, they keep him fresh and they kind of alternate ETN and uh, Bigsby. Yeah. He could pay off his salary real, real quick. Um, and just the, the Ravens backfield. Yeah. I, I don't want to touch that. I would rather have tanks, tank Bigsby over the Ravens backfield. Um, and then you said you like Damian Pierce. Joshua said, and I just looked it up. Yep, CJ Stroud is listed as questionable now. Um, limited participant in practice on Friday. Um, he wasn't on the injury report until today. So very well, uh, they they could stack the box, is what he's saying. So he's saying they could stack the box. Um, so maybe stay away from uh, Pierce if they're uh, if they're going with Davis Mills. So then maybe, I mean, if you think about it, if Davis Mills has to play. Him and Nico Collins had a they had a good connection last year. So your Nico Collins play might come up and uh that could be something that's good, you know, especially if they stack the box thinking that they're just gonna try to run the ball because uh they don't trust Davis Mills. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say this on that injury. It's always possible he sits on um Sunday, but I, over the last couple of years I've I've written an injury report. And typically speaking, you, if you're limited on Friday, you're probably gonna play over the weekend. You know, they may have scaled back his practice reps, but I'm, 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 if I'm a betting man, which uh, that's kind of why we're here, um, I'm going to say he'll play. Yeah. I mean, and I'm just, and just to play devil's advocate, though, you got to think he's just, he's a rookie. He's a rookie quarterback. And that was his first game last week. You know, why, why break the shiny new toy if he is, you know, even just a little bit hurt? You know, if you're trying to ride this guy to be your franchise quarterback, if that, you know, you believe in him, you know, they could they could take it a little easy, but nope. I mean, I agree with you 100. You know, usually limited in practice on Friday is usually uh, you're good to go. Yeah, typically but we'll see. I mean, like you said, I could see both sides of the of the coin for sure. So, do we have 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 another commercial or? Yeah, let's uh let's uh we can break for that real quick. Um, missed that one too, but uh, this one's my boy Ryan Allison. Ryan Allison tattoo. Um, go check him out. His work is fantastic. Let's get you this commercial here. Transform your body into a canvas of exquisite storytelling and profound self-expression with the skilled hands of Ryan Allison. Craft custom masterpieces that tell your unique story together. Ryan specializes in color tattoos as well as black and gray. He also practices a diverse range of styles. Whether you're passionate about anime, fantasy, mythology, pop culture, video games, movies, the esoteric, nature, creatures, dot work, black work, or you have your own ideas, Ryan embraces your distinct vision with an unwavering commitment to passion, 
precision, and originality. Each project he undertakes is a labor of dedication, a fusion of research, artistic ingenuity, and profound symbolism. His commitment to authenticity is nothing short of remarkable, infusing his very soul into every creation. From half and full sleeves to body suits, awesome back pieces, to majestic front panels, Ryan is the artist for anyone seeking powerful, breathtaking artwork. With every stroke of his needle, he weaves a tale that's as unique as you are. Don't settle for ordinary tattoos when you can elevate your ink to the extraordinary with Ryan Allison. Embark on your creative journey by booking a consultation with him and proudly exhibit your story on your skin. Visit Ryan at Why Not Ink Studio in North Park Mall or check out his portfolio online at ryanallison.art. Ryan Allison Tattoos. When you choose me, you're not just getting a tattoo, you're getting an experience. So, a little interesting story about tattoos. I, I saw um, on CBS Forge Line today that Dak was under sedation for 11 hours getting a tattoo. Yeah, that was, if you saw pictures of it, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a tribute to his, uh, tribute to his mom, tribute to his brother, um, and just kind of from uh, growing up from where he was, you know, grew up in the trailer parks, not your, you know, not your typical. I mean, honestly, you hear a lot of stories like that in the NFL, people who grew up, you know, without parents or, you know, coming up from nothing. And, you know, that's kind of just his story. But, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful piece. And that Ryan's, Ryan's tattooed me, and I, I won't go anywhere else. He is a fantastic artist. So definitely check him out at Why Not Inc. Um, over in Davenport, North Park Mall. Great guy. He'll sit down. He'll take the time with you to give you a consultation. Um, love him. So, all right, let's, let's break down these wide receivers now here. So uh, I was stacking two of, the, uh, two of the Jacksonville wide receivers and then Zay Flowers. Um, so on my list, so I do have the highest paid or the highest salaried wide receiver in Stefan Diggs. Um, he had a huge game in prime time against the Jets. Uh, and like I said about Josh Allen, I think if Josh Allen comes out to style, I think Stefan Diggs is going right along with him. Um, he's just, he's the guy in that place. Um, Dalton Kincaid, like we kind of talked about, was another person who you could stack if you didn't, you know, you wanted to save some salary. Um, coming down to Jamar Chase, I do like Jamar Chase and, in in, you know, Joe Burrow coming back. I like Joe, you know, Joe Burrow has a good game. I think Jamar Chase does. I do like your T. Higgins play. Um, I didn't realize that he had eight targets. I was kind of staying away from it because I thought they kind of phased him out. But the weather and then getting eight targets, you know, I definitely don't think he throws up another zero. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, he was the next person on my list. Uh, like I said, and you know, this game produced fireworks last year. So I'm kind of curious to see uh, see uh, how Amon Ross can do, especially when you had the likes of uh, Puka Nakua and Kutu Atwell putting up huge games against this defense. So I think Amon Ra, he sits right in the middle of the field. I think he can he can really bust it wide open. Um CeeDee Lamb going up against uh Sauce Gardner. I mean I know Sauce Gardner doesn't he doesn't travel with the with the wide receivers, but you know he and he didn't really shut down uh Stefan Diggs when he was on there, but still I mean it's just to me for seventy seven hundred I feel like you could either pay up and get a couple people from bigger implied totals. Uh, I also think the Cowboys, I think they handle this game pretty pretty easily and they don't really have to air it out a whole lot. Um, Devontae Adams. Uh, is, is Jacoby Myers, he plays for the Raiders now, doesn't he? He does, yeah, and he, he's out. So 
Devontae was on the practice report um, yesterday, but he got pulled off of it today, so he's good to go. Yeah, yeah, he practiced in full with you know with uh, Jacoby Myers out, you know, and Jacoby Myers had a really big game last week. But if they, you know, if they're having to keep up with Buffalo um, now, granted, uh, I think it's uh, Davius White from Buffalo. He can definitely put people on their heels. So um, I really wasn't targeting Adams. Um, Garrett Wilson with uh, Zach Wilson throwing to him. He did it last year, but not against the Cowboys defense. There's just no way he's going to have time to throw it. Calvin Ridley, we already talked about. Um, I love Calvin Ridley this week. Yeah, he's he's top five guy to me. Uh, Keenan Allen. Eckler being out now. I think Keenan Allen definitely becomes a security blanket. Um, he runs a lot of the shorter routes. He's not the one who's going out there uh, for deep balls like uh, Mike Williams is. He had nine targets last week, six catches, 76 yards. Uh, and then he rushed two times for six yards, which was kind of weird to me. On that same team, if you need a value play at 3,900, I don't, I don't mind Quentin Johnston here either. Yep, yep. I could see that. I actually – so now it, I like the tight ends a little bit more, um, but it's hard to decipher which one to use. You know, Gerald Everett's listed as the number one, but Par, uh, Donald Parham was he six foot six foot seven? The dude's yeah, huge. I think so. so I mean, they go to him in the in the red zone. So you know, Everett for the Everett Everett for the volume, but Parham uh, Parham for the touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, then you get to DK Metcalf. I DK Metcalf in a the second highest implied total game of the week. I think that could be fireworks. We're still watching DeAndre Hopkins um, with uh, with the injury report, but if he plays, somebody say that I was reading something. Somebody said that he was out, but I haven't seen that news yet. Um, I'm in a break as of like five o'clock, five or five thirty. I went back and checked mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, he's still questionable. So, but um, yeah, if he plays, I think you could you could run a ping pong with uh, Derrick Henry and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Jerry Judy coming back, going up against the Commanders. Uh, I just don't trust Russell Russell Wilson anymore. I'm not saying that he's washed. He's a good quarterback. Man, he just he hasn't looked good for you know a season in one game now. Commanders, uh, you talked pretty decent defense too. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you talked about T. Higgins, uh, Michael Pittman. I wrote Michael Pittman off. I didn't think he was going to do anything, and then he comes out and he what he had uh, 11 targets last week. 11 targets, eight catches, 97 yards, and a touchdown. Where he come back, you know, he rose from the dead. But yeah, I put I, him on there. Go ahead. On 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 Pittman, I'm still on a wait and see approach with him, though. He had a good game last week, but yeah, I'm I mean, still and, waiting for Anthony Richardson to prove himself again. Yeah, I agree. And like we kind of talked about with the Texans defense, uh, they're, they play really tough on quarterbacks. Um, then we talked. I was scrolling down. Mike Evans. Uh, 10 targets week one, and he got a reduction in salary. Not much, just $100. But, I mean, the Bears' defense just got shredded by Jordan Love. So, Baker Mayfield could be having, you know, could be another Baker Mayfield day. And Baker Mayfield will win you a tournament every once in a while. Not very often, but every once in a while. Tyler Lockett, um, if I was going to stack Geno Smith, I'd stack it. I, I like Tyler Lockett more than I like DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is the big body guy, but Tyler Lockett's the same player, and he's $900 cheaper. You know, that lets you fit in Gino, Tyler Lockett, and then bring it back with Amon Ra and not really have to worry about a salary. One thing I'll say about Seattle, not this week, but within a few weeks, it would not surprise me if Smith the Jigba is the number one wide receiver. 
Yeah, I'd be interested to see. I mean, I don't know how much he played last week. I know he was coming back from a hurt. Anybody have a hurt hand? He broke his hand or something like that. I think so. And he still went up with a decent amount of targets. So yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Um, after Tyler Lockett, you know, Chris Godwin. Um, I think I'd rather just pay up two hundred dollars for Mike Evans. Christian Watson on the injury report. Gabe Davis could be somebody to watch. Um, statistically. The quarterback, the home favored quarterback, and the wide receiver two. Home favorite quarterback, wide receiver two, win you a lot of tournaments. So just keep that in mind uh, because uh, Gabe Davis is also uh, $2,200 cheaper than Stefan Diggs. Uh, we talked about, you kind of talked about Brandon Ayuk. He had a huge game week one. Um, going up against the Rams defense, I think might be a little bit different, uh, but I do like. I like Brandon Ayuk on the year. I think he definitely uh I think he's Debo Samuel's more of a gadget guy. And I think I think Brandon Ayuk is the guy that's gonna go out there and catch those deep balls, catch those touchdown passes. Um I was really high on George Kittle for some reason this year, and uh yeah, he didn't do much. Uh Mike Williams, Austin Eckler's out again. You know, uh, we talked about that. You kind of like Justin Herbert, you can stack Mike Williams for uh twenty six hundred cheaper. We both talked about Zay Flowers. I really love Zay Flowers. I mean, 10 targets as a rookie in his first game. Uh, we could be chasing the hype train, but if we're on the train early and it continues, you could be looking for some serious return. Um, Terry McLaurin really didn't do a whole lot with Sam Howell throwing him the ball. I was more high on Jahan Jahan Dotson last, last week. Debo Samuel just talked about him being the gadget guy. DJ Moore, um, I high hopes for DJ Moore too. Uh, Tampa Bay secondary is not, you know, uh, you got to think they have uh, Yair Alexander on Green Bay, probably shadowed DJ Moore a little bit. Uh, Tampa Bay secondary is not as good as uh, as uh, the Packers. Alan Lazard, again, with uh, Zach Wilson throwing to him, not a big fan. Corlin Sutton's going to take a backseat to Jerry Judy. Jacoby Myers is out. Brandon Cooks, um, he popped up on the injury report too, but like I said, I don't think Dallas is going to have to throw it very much. Rashad Bateman, he just, I don't think he's good for fantasy at all. Um, he had a couple big games last year, but I, I think with Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham on there, I think he's going to take a back seat. And then with Mark Andrews coming back on top of that, I just don't like it. Uh, Christian Kirk. I, I told all my buddies that Zay Jones was the number two wide receiver going into this season, and I think that's going to hold true. I think Christian Kirk's going to play wide receiver three. He's going to play out of the slot. I think Zay Jones for for four hundred dollars less is uh, is the way to go. I will say this, and it's always coach speak, but a lot of times it comes true. Is in regards to Kirk, the head coach today talked about him being more involved this weekend. So. Take it for what it's worth, but a lot of times when the coach says it, 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 it happens, so we'll see. Yep, you're not wrong. And so and that could be, you know, people could be out there stacking Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley, and Zay Jones, and who knows, maybe it's uh, Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley, and Christian Kirk, or maybe it's Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, and you know Evan Ingram. I mean, that'd be a cheap stack. Uh, Drake London, the guy got so many targets last year, and then to come out and get one target this or this past week, I mean, granted, they were ahead. Uh, they played ahead. I mean, they played from ahead most of the time. I mean, Tyler Algier and Brian, Brian Bijan Robinson um, definitely had their way. So I don't think they had to pass it a whole lot. But to only have one target, just I hope nothing's wrong there. I've got them in a couple best ball leagues. 
I would put, I would right now put Bateman and Drake London in the same basket of do not, do not want to use right now. Yep. Um, Isaiah Hodgins from the Giants. I just, I don't like the Giants wide receivers. Marquise Brown. Um, yeah, he didn't do a whole lot last week either, did he? Five targets, three catches, 28 yards. I don't even, I, just, yeah. I mean, we mentioned James Conner earlier and that, that's okay in a volume play if the game's closed, but I don't want any yeah. Cardinals at all, to be honest. Nah. Now, um, Puka Nakua, so everybody's favorite uh, waiver wire pickup this past week. 15 targets, 10 catches, 119 yards. Popped up on the injury report yesterday. Oblique issue. Questionable for Sunday's game. Uh, returned to practice in a limited fashion today. Everybody's all over him. Um, you know, If he does not play, you cannot forget about Tutu Atwell. That guy had just as many. He had just as good as game on less targets. Um, but in the same breath, they're playing San Francisco. I don't know how much I'm on the hype train. Um, if you looked at wide receivers for ownerships, Puka Nakua right now, even with the injury news, is the second highest owned wide receiver on the slate at 16.66%. Wow. So, so if you think about this, you could gain some serious leverage on the field by not having him in your lineup. Now, granted, if it, if, you know, if it breaks down and he, and he, and he is hurt, and obviously it's going to change, but you know, I mean, we could be wrong about Zay Flowers. We could be chasing Zay Flowers and have Zay Flowers in our lineup, and you know, who knows? Puka maybe goes off again. But I'm just saying, you could you could get away from uh, what the masses are going to do and be a little bit different. I wouldn't highly recommend any wide receiver for most of the year against the 49ers, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, they're just they're just going to be a terror. Um, and being fair, when you listed those stats, 15 targets for 119 yards is not very efficient so yeah um josh asked about Allen robinson so now i had a couple other people who picked up robinson on the waiver wires and i was like uh, i don't know what's going on with that um i don't even see it does he still play monday night steelers play monday night so you won't see, we won't oh see okay. okay that's that's right you're right i see and i, I keep thinking he was with the rams but and then he asked, uh, what was Atwell at for usage? Um, I can tell you how many targets and stuff he had as far as snaps, though. But he had eight targets, six catches, 119 yards as well. So, yeah. I mean, he Andy's, Andy's $200 cheaper than Puka Nakua. Um, Jahan Dotson, we talked about uh, Josh Dobbs throwing to wide receivers, uh, Sam Howell throwing to wide receivers. Uh, just not a, a good scene there. Romeo Dobbs, we talked about him. He had five targets, four catches, two of them for touchdowns. So even if he was in a limited fashion, I mean, he was on a limited fashion last week. Um, coming out, he could be somebody that Jordan loves trust, especially in the red zone. We talked about Nico Collins at 4,800. Yeah, with Christian Watson out. If he's out, yeah, oh yeah, number one wide receiver. Uh, talked about Nico Collins. I really like the Nico Collins play, especially if uh, – I think if Davis Mills plays, I, I kind of like Nico Collins a little bit more just because the the connection they had last year. Um, then we kind of get just into, I mean, I have $4,500 and under value plays. You can get almost any Chiefs receiver for $4,500 or less. Kadarius Tony, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, um, Sky Moore, uh, and then uh, 
uh, Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice is $3,800. He had uh, arguably the best game last week. They were all pretty terrible, but uh, he had five catches, three or five five targets, three catches, 29 yards, and a touchdown. And he's um, the cheapest one. So, yeah. If I'm going to play one, it's Rasheed Rice because he's the cheapest one. If, if you're really trying to save value, please go Rasheed Rice. I mean, Tony oh, yeah. could play a game, but I doubt it. And I wouldn't want him necessarily any of them, but if I'm trying to save elsewhere, then Rasheed Rice is your best bet. Congrats. I was in first place for a little bit. I was winning $2,000 at one point, but then uh, the afternoon games kind of sunk me. Um, yeah, then after that, I mean, I just, Van Jefferson, if, if, if Puka Nakua is out, Van Jefferson, somebody looked at it, 4,300. And then uh, somebody who I do actually really like, you talked about Quentin Johnston um, at 3,900. I've got a little bit cheaper one for you. And that's going to be uh, Mr. Josh Reynolds from yeah. the Lions. I think you could stack him. Uh, I think you could go Jared Goff, Amon Ra, Josh Reynolds, and then bring it back with you know, either either you know Tyler Lockett or uh, Kenneth Walker. But seven targets, four catches, eighty yards um, at thirty seven hundred on the second highest implied total on the slate. I think that could be uh, could be some goodness. Another guy that didn't belong this low, Tyler Boyd at forty one hundred to me. Yeah, um, yeah, I just. To me, Josh Reynolds on uh, on the Lions is, I mean, he's really the number two wide receiver. Um, you know, Tyler Boyd's kind of playing second fiddle behind uh, behind Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's also a great pick. I mean, Tyler Boyd's, he's, he's live to pop off for a game. So, but, yeah, I guess, I yeah, if I'm, if I think if I was going to go somewhere and I was going to get a little bit cheaper, I think Josh Reynolds um, could be the way to go. Or... We're going to reveal tight ends in a minute. Sam Laporta might be an option too. Yes, yes. I mean, I think if you're stacking that game, I think you could go with. It's it's tough because you know I don't think Jared Goff is going to drag three along with him, but um, you know, and that becomes a decision to make then. But um, just uh, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't I wouldn't go both with Reynolds and Laporta, but they're very similar in price, so I'd I'd make a choice between the two. So and just uh, just for shits and gigs here, I uh, I put Josh Reynolds in my lineup instead of Zay Flowers, um, and then I took out Zach Moss and put Joshua Kelly as my second quarterback or my second running back. That leaves me sixty seven hundred dollars in the flex spot. So I mean, you can get up to a DeAndre Hopkins or an Aaron, you know, or uh, Joe Mixon, T Higgins, Mark Andrews. I mean, there is a lot. I think there's there's really not a worry on how you can build. You could. You can build for whatever. I mean, and, and there's some really, really good plays at, at low cost where you can, I think you can definitely get a, a really well-balanced lineup this week. Yeah, it seems to be a week that it's going to be hard, especially the receiver position, to get your highest paid studs because they're not in the slate. But like you said, there's a lot of value here instead. So, Yep, all right. So let's bust into these. Too quick. Well, the tight end should be quick, and so should defense. So we'll uh, get rolling do, on these here real quick. Do we have any more commercials? Um, I mean, we can run one more. I'm not sure who this one's. Uh, yeah, let's run this last one. It's a quick one. For fantasy's sake, has teamed up with Route 96 Boutique to raise a little more cash for Toys for Tots this season. From September 10th until the end of November, 
10% of all purchases made with Route 96 on Sundays will be donated to us for our Toys for Tots drive. At Route 96, they believe in girl power. They want a place that people of all shapes and sizes can shop and feel empowered and beautiful. They want you to be the best you possible, and they are committed to bringing you different styles while also providing some basics to express the true you. You can find them on Facebook and at Route96Boutique.com. I think we need to update that one. They said through September. Um, but yeah, Route96Boutique, check them out. So tight end position. Uh, I mean, we kind of talked about a lot of these guys already, kind of when we were opening up uh, with injury news. Uh, Travis Kelsey's back. Highest paid, uh, high salary tight end by uh, thirteen hundred dollars. Uh, then you get to Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews could be uh, another good play. Um, I did put Darren Waller on mine. He's the next highest after Mark Andrews at fifty five hundred. Um, besides Saquon Barkley, he was really kind of the only good thing going for the Giants on Sunday night, um, and they want to get him involved. I mean, they were trying to push the ball to him, and I think just I think Darren Waller could have a way better game against the Cardinals. Um, I left off George Kittle. Like I said, I've got George Kittle in a ton of fantasy leagues going up against the Rams. Um, the Rams are their, you know, their defense is no slouch. He did have six targets last week, but didn't do a whole lot with them. Um, then you get to Evan Ingram. I think you could also, you know, I mean, if you wanted to make a case like my stack with Trevor Lawrence, you could definitely go with somebody like, you know, Evan Ingram, but you can also like Zay Jones is he's a hundred dollars cheaper than Evan Ingram, in my opinion. So, I mean, to eat your own. After that, Tyler Higby. I just Tyler Higby's that tight end that will catch ten balls for two touchdowns one time a year, and then not do anything with any of the volume for the rest of the year. He just every once in a while he's going to break a slate. I don't think it's this week against the Forty ers defense. No, um, like in this week either. Yeah, uh, Cole Komet seven targets last week. They're not going to run, you know, Chicago's not going to be able to run on the Tampa defense. So, I mean, you know, Cole Komet could become a security blanket for Justin Fields to get the ball out. Kyle Pitts, still no touchdowns in the States. That's for you, DJ. So, uh, still no touchdowns in the state in the States. Three targets, two catches. I mean, Desmond Ritter throwing to him. Kind of like, uh, I think like, we put him in the pool with uh, Drake London. Just yeah, exactly. Uh, we talked about Gerald Everett a little bit. Um, he gets the volume, but he doesn't get the touchdowns. Um, Dalton Schultz was somebody that I thought that might, you know, CJ Stroud might uh, might look at, and uh, wasn't that way last week. Just uh, four targets, two receptions for four yards, so didn't do a whole lot there. Sam Laporta, we talked about him stacking him with Jared Goff. Uh, Greg Dulcich is officially out now. Um, so his hamstring. So uh, Adam Trotman would be the uh, he's going to be the the guy there, the number one anyway. Um, so after Laporta, I had Zach Ertz. I didn't think he was going to play week one, um, and a lot of things were trending towards him being out for the first month of the season. But the guy comes back to get ten targets, didn't do anything with him, only six catches for twenty one yards. But man, if he's going to get that kind of volume at thirty five hundred, I mean, just I mean, right there, thirty five hundred. So six catches at six points, you throw in the 21 yards. So you had eight points at 3,500. I mean, that's, that's over two X your salary. So imagine he catches a couple more balls or even catches a touchdown. I mean, that puts him at, you know, he's at three X, four X his salary right there. Or even think about that 
that's barely averaging three and a half yards per catch. So, I mean, let's say he gets eight yards per catch. He's six catches for 50 yards, which is more Ertz like. Yep. And that's, I mean, and, and he still might be, you know, I mean, maybe he didn't play all the snaps and, uh, you know, maybe he's still kind of being a little ginger on that knee, but, you know, as he kind of, guys, he builds his confidence back. I think he's good. Um, I had Noah Gray as an injury watch, um, but Travis Kelsey's back, so Noah Gray takes the backseat. Tyler yeah. Conklin didn't do anything last week, and he's not going to do anything against this Cowboys defense. Uh, we talked about Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid's somebody that we both like. Um, Chig Okonkwo, you know, he was somebody who last year burst on the scene and uh, was just, I mean, it seemed like I was playing him every week because he was cheap, he was getting targets, he was getting red zone looks, and two targets last week and didn't do anything with them. Um, Jake Ferguson from the Cowboys. I just think there's better options. Like I said, Cowboy, you know, there, I don't think they're going to have to throw a whole lot. Uh, we both like Luke Musgrave, uh, $3,200. Uh, two, he had two deep shot opportunities, one where he caught it and fell down, and the other one they just missed him just a little bit. So uh, I think he's got a shot to be good. Um, I had Isaiah Likely, but Mark Andrews is coming back, so I took him off my list. And then I had Adam Trotman at, uh, at 3K. Uh, as somebody who you can kind of pay down for. Um, I wasn't a big fan. Like Irv Smith, no. Dalton Knox. I mean, I think Dalton Knox, I mean, just trying to split with uh, with Kincaid out there. Kincaid's just going to – he's going to usurp him here pretty quick. Yep. Hey, Otten, no. Logan Thomas was somebody who was interesting too. Eight targets, four catches, 43 yards for the commanders. Um, I like the targets. I just don't like the team. Then after you get at that, uh, I think the next Donald Parham, uh, like I said, he gets the red zone tar- or he gets the red zone targets, three targets, three catches, twenty-one yards, and a touchdown. So yeah, he scored really well, but I just I don't trust him. I don't trust the volume. Yeah, take that ten away. You don't have many points. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and then looking after that, after you get to him, it's just a bunch of zeros. Um, nobody that I'm really liking. There's no injuries out there. Um, I don't. I. I hate the two Seattle tight ends just because you never know which one's going to pop off. So, and Noah Fant didn't do anything last week. No targets. Will Disley. Will Disley was in there more, but two targets, two receptions, 17 yards. So, yeah. So, I would say the lowest I'm going with anybody is Adam Trotman at, at 3,000. I mean, I don't want anybody below that. Yeah. Our, our overview is pretty much the same. <laughs> To me, you pay up for Kelsey or Andrews. I don't mind Waller, but I'm not really playing him in mind until the Giants actually prove they've got something. So to me, it's pay up, go with possibly Evan Ingram as your stack, or one of the rookies between Laporta, Kincaid, and Musgrave. And that's how I view it. You can play Troutman, but I'm a wait and see approach for him. I'd rather pay a few, a couple extra hundred dollars to get one of the rookies personally. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so cool. I think we're in consensus there. Um, so, yeah, let's roll in the defense here. So, I, I I think I think we're pretty pretty similar. I usually, when I'm looking at defense, I have to start from the bottom and work my way up. Um, very, we're, very, we're very, exactly very, the same. It's it's yeah. a value saver for me. I mean, I'd love exactly. to take it from the top defense, but it just can't. Yeah, um, yeah. I just. It, some and sometimes it works out. Sometimes you get those guys who throw in like, okay, the Raiders against the Bills. Like I think the Bills are going to come out and just stomp the Raiders in the ground. But you know, if people are trying to save, you know, that few extra hundred dollars, like 
yeah, can your defense get you negative points? Yeah, they can. But, you know, I mean, even from sometimes the highest paid defense, you know, the highest defense on the slate, I think, what, was the Packers last week? I think it was 19 points, 15. Or maybe it was the Colts. Colts or Cardinals? Yeah, I don't hardly. Card- Cardinals. Cardinals on the Sunday slate had 19 points. Um, and, and I was on the opposite end of that. I thought, you know, I thought the Commanders were going to be better. Now, the Commanders still got you 11 points, but the Cardinals, uh, six sacks. And then they have a uh, an interception and two defensive fumbles and a defensive touchdown. So, um, you know, it just goes to show that lowest, you know, and, and it doesn't always work out that way because, you know, they they were playing the Commanders and Sam Howell. But, um, you know, I, I definitely think a lot less of the Raiders. Um, but, yeah, if you're, so if you're starting at the bottom, the Raiders uh, going up against Josh Allen after he just had a bad week, I don't like it. Uh, the Rams going up against the 49ers. <clears throat> I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that one. Titans against the Chargers, no. Jacksonville against Kansas City, no. Um, I was on the Cardinals. The Cardinals against the Giants. The Giants gave up seven sacks. The Cardinals had six sacks last week. I think that's a, a recipe for some goodness. Um, somebody else who, who, and I hate to say it because I'm a huge Cowboys fan, but the Jets going up against Dak Prescott. Prescott is known to turn the ball over. I think there could be some opportunities for Sauce Gardner and some of that secondary to take, uh, you know, take some points away. And yeah, if, he's uh, the first. They're the first ones I list as my low price. Yeah. So uh, Bears going up against Tampa Bay. I don't like that. They couldn't stop Jordan Love. Who knows? You know, are they going to stop Baker Mayfield? Baltimore against Cincinnati. You know, if it, it, it's viable. If Joe Burrow comes out and plays like garbage like he did the first two weeks last year, I mean, the Ravens could be sneaky. <clears throat> I like the Seattle and Detroit. Was always kind of a, especially in that division, it's just a smash mouth. Ugly football sometimes. So yeah, um, Seattle going against Detroit. I don't like that. I like that game to shoot out. Atlanta and Green Bay. Uh, Atlanta could be viable. Detroit and Seattle. I don't like Detroit. I like that game to shoot out. Green Bay against Atlanta. Green Bay had a good showing last week. You know, could they make Desmond Ritter a little uncomfortable? Possibly. Um, I just don't think they shut down that tandem, that running tandem. Uh, Commander against Denver. Uh, once again, viable. I mean, Russell Wilson likes to take sacks. He doesn't. He's not as mobile as he used to be, and he's definitely prone for some mistakes. Uh, I've got Casey, that. I've got that listed as as one of my games. Yep, KC uh, Jacksonville. I just I think Trevor Lawrence can style here. Uh, Tampa Bay against Chicago. I think did you you had Tampa Bay, didn't you? That was your defense. I did. I picked them as my in my yep. line, so I like yeah, them. I, yeah, Justin Fields got to figure it out real quick. But um, if he doesn't figure it out, then, uh, yeah, I think Tampa Bay could be huge. Uh, Bengals against Baltimore. I mean, like you said, sometimes that game could be real smash mouth, but uh, who knows? Indianapolis against Houston. Um, if C.J. Stroud is out, I think you could definitely get to uh, Davis Mills as well. So the Colts, again, are viable. Chargers against Tennessee. Um Chargers have some good quarterback or cornerbacks, but I don't think that I think Tennessee rides the run. I think Tennessee can run on them. Houston gets after the quarterback. Uh, Houston against Indianapolis, so I think uh, Richardson could have some mistakes. You know, he's still a rookie. It's only a second game. Uh, Bill against the Raiders. Yeah, I mean Garoppolo is a game manager, so you know I think he just he, he's really good at protecting the ball and not you know not throwing in too many mistakes. And if I'm going to pay thirty seven hundred, I'm just going to pay up. Well, that's uh, what giant. I was about to say. Yeah. Any, to me, I mean, 
most of the defenses from here up, I mean, certainly could play for, but gosh, do you want to pay for it? Is my question. Right. Well, and that's what I'm saying. So like if I'm if I'm gonna pay up for defense, I'm I'm paying up for the Cowboys. Like I just and like I said, that might be a little bit biased, but I think everybody's on that. Yeah. That's something that can also get you difference in different tournaments because everybody like like I mean, we proved it. You and I myself, we like to pay down for defense. It's a value spot. Get yep. different. Pay up for the Cowboys. I mean, you could pay up for the Cowboys. Who knows? Maybe they get you another 20 points, 30 points. I mean, 37 points last Sunday night. I mean, you had to have them in the showdown. Otherwise, you weren't getting anywhere near. Oh, um, no. But I will say, so just just real quick. So you can't fit them in my lineup. So Trevor Lawrence, Josh Kelly, Kenneth Walker, Zay Jones, Josh Reynolds, um, Alvin Ridley, Travis Kelsey, Zay Flowers, Cowboys defense. And that still leaves you $300 in salary left over. So, like I said, it's definitely doable. There's definitely some value out there at, uh, at running back, at wide receiver. Let you get the highest paid tight end on the slate, uh, one of the highest paid uh, wide receivers, and you know the the second highest defense. I mean, it's doable this week, and, and DraftKings will figure it out eventually. You know, here in the next couple of weeks, <laughs> everybody's going to be salaried where they should be. So, um, take those shots now. Take those shots. Take those risks. Um, while you still can. Yeah, like I said, here dealing in week two, you're still trying to figure out what each team has this year. So now's the time to make your shots because later in the season, DraftKings doesn't does DraftKings is a lot like Vegas. Hey, look at we're making people think that they have to make different lineups now. Yeah. Josh had to make another lineup. Goff, Rashad White, Pollard, Reynolds, Lockett, Ridley. Dalton Kincaid, Keenan Allen, Buxty. Yeah, I like that. So uh, if we want to, Jordan, we can give our picks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I almost, I, see, I almost forgot about those last week, too. Why don't you go first, and I'll, I'll end with mine. All right. So I just want to precursor this by uh, last week. Um, scroll down up my notes just because i want to brag about this a little bit last week i had the 49ers minus two and a half jags minus four and a half and eagles minus four so i'm technically three and oh on the season let's just put that out there now i'll probably jinx myself and i'll be three and three after this week um but i do like the jaguars plus three and a half i like the colts plus one and i like the bucks minus three we we agree on one. I, I didn't bet. I didn't pick the other two, but um, at all. But I went with the Jags plus three and a half. I went the Lions minus four and a half versus the Seahawks. I went the Bills minus eight and a half versus the Raiders. I went the Cowboys minus eight and a half versus the Jets. And last but not least, my Monday night special. I went the Saints minus three at the Panthers. Oh, I get. I'm a, I'm a Steelers fan, but I didn't want to go that game. So yeah, see, and that's why I don't bet on the Cowboys because every time I do, they lose. Yeah, same here. So, any any other additional thoughts, Jordan? No, man, this is fun. I told you, man. I could, I like, we could talk. We could keep uh, this show could have ran probably two, three hours because I could talk football and DFS all day. So but, same yeah, here. It's, it's, it's nice to have somebody to uh, kind of bounce things off of. Uh, 
feels a little bit more comfortable. It's, I like it because we got more ideas. We got people rethinking lineups. You got me rethinking lineups. How can we do this a little bit differently? But yeah, man, I appreciate it. Oh, I have a good time with it. So why don't you why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you? All right. So yeah, so uh, you can find us on the DS, DFS Deep Dive every Friday night at seven fifteen p.m. Uh, Central Time. You can follow me at J Fantasy Sports. Um, I do write an article every week on Substack. Um, I just kind of break down, and that's where I kind of get all my notes and stuff from as I'm going along. Uh, I give you games of the week that I like, games to fade, um, and I put my favorite plays at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, uh, and uh, defense. So give me a follow on Substack um, at the Force Frequency Sake Network. As for me, you can find me on X at Vandegrad92. I've also got a th- got a Thursday night show on with a with goingfor2.com. I'm here here with Jordan on Friday night, and I know this coming weekend I'll be on the main show here for Frequency Sake as well. So that'll be at, that'll be at ten uh, starts at ten for it runs for an hour and a half. So be sure to be sure to um, check us out. We'll we'll definitely be there. So. If Jordan has no other thoughts, which it sounds like he's good to go like I am, we greatly appreciate y'all tuning in. Look for us again next Friday night at 7.15 Central. We'll have another showing of DFS Deep Dive. Once again, this is Brian Craighead signing off, and glad to have Jordan with me tonight. Y'all have a great weekend, and good luck in all your games. See you later, guys.